All right, well, we got a great episode for you today. We have a friend of mine and author, Alan Gordon, on the show. Uh, Alan is the author of The Cycle of Mind. Mastering the Rhythm of the Mind's Operation Unlocks a Doorway to Limitless Potential by Alan Gordon, the Cycle of Mind and creator of the Cycle of Mind system, uh, which is uh, really awesome. You know, I, I, I met Alan, came across his work. Uh, I thought it was uh, what he was doing was really interesting. He expressed to me that he wanted to start a podcast. I said, hey, I know a thing or two about podcasting. I can help you out with that. And uh, him and I have been collaborating together to create the cycle of mind podcast and it is out it is available and it is awesome alan is uh really really has a uh good concise powerful message uh that uh that is much needed i you know i would say in our in our time right now it's it's definitely different than a lot of the junk that we get exposed to and i and i really really appreciate that uh he's got his own style and uh and it's really really cool anyway we're gonna get into the show so you're gonna get to hear all this stuff um and it's always better to hear it from the guest right uh but i really do appreciate alan i just want to uh acknowledge that that uh when we started working and collaborating together and when he told me that he wanted to do a podcast he just got it like right from the get-go he was in all in and, uh, and I think that we, we've created something really, really cool. So check out the show notes, the links, the description, all that stuff. It's all there. Uh, go to thecycleofmind.com. Uh, you can find everything there, too. And uh, go you know, check it out on Apple Podcasts and leave a, leave a little review for him, too, if you like what you hear. I think we got five episodes out right now, and uh, they're all really great. And uh, I think you guys, if you like my show, I think you're really going to enjoy Alan's show. Totally different style, but talking about the, the power of mind and, and uh, you know, getting into subconscious thoughts and behaviors, characters and values, principles that we need in the world in order to um, create a little bit of a better place. So with that being said, uh, that's pretty much it. If you like the show, you know what to do. Like it, share it, subscribe, 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 tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your pets, tell your pets, friends, tell your pets, friends, loved ones, tell your pets, friends, loved ones, roommates, friends, whoever, just tell people about it. And, uh, yeah, if you really like the show, Go to Apple Podcasts, five-star review, rating, review. You don't have to leave a review. You can just leave a rating. That's great. I always appreciate it. And uh, message me. Love to hear your feedback. I love the messages I get from you people. Just this week, I got like four messages from people from Finland and Norway and Istanbul and all over the world. So it's just, it's awesome. I mean, come on. This is like, this is mind-blowing that people are uh, listening in all these places and then reaching out. So hit me up on Instagram, Mikeadelic underscore podcast, Facebook, you know the drill. Go to my website, mikebrank.com. You can find out everything there. That's mikebrank, B-R-A-N-C dot com. And Patreon. Someone recently, uh, one of my newest, shout out to all the new patro- uh, patrons on Patreon. Thank you guys. You know who you are. Um, and uh, someone brought to my attention that it was hard to find me. So I changed my name on Patreon. Instead of my name, Mike Brancatelli, it's Mikeadelic. So it should be easier to to find Mike Adelic. But uh, just go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, $2 a month, $3 a month, $4 a month, $5 a month, $6 a month, $7 a month, you know, infinity dollars, whatever. Um, 
So yeah, I love all you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I think you're really going to enjoy this talk that I had with Alan and you're going to enjoy his podcast as well. Very different from my podcast, but awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. So, and not just because I I helped create it, but it's because of what who Alan is, the message that he has, the voice that he carries the passion that he has for this this stuff, and the people that he's already helped with his course and with his book. So cycleofmind.com, go to the Cycle of Mind podcast with Alan Gordon on Apple Podcasts. Check it all out. And uh, yeah, we're going to break into the power of mind, the power of thoughts, and talking about some of the things in this podcast that hopefully, maybe, maybe you know, you know, maybe we've heard them before, but maybe you just need to hear it in a different way, or maybe you need a reminder. And, you know, I think that's what really was so appealing to me about Alan is that it, it's like, it's packaged in a way in which it just resonates with me more. I understand it better than someone saying it in a different way and presenting it in a different way. Anyway, that's, that's about it. Let's jump into the podcast. Alan Gordon, The Cycle of Mind. The Cycle of Mind podcast is out. Go check it out please. And if you like it, leave them a a rating and review. You guys know how important that is in the beginning when you launch a show. Uh, The way the Apple algorithm works is like you have eight weeks to hit the new and noteworthy list. You know, I never did that. I didn't do it the right way when I started. I didn't know what I was doing, really. Um, I just launched and I was like, hey, whatever. I didn't didn't even launch. I just uploaded a babbling episode on spot on a SoundCloud and then eventually decided, Oh, maybe I'll make a podcast. But, uh, but with Alan, we really worked on like putting together this launch. He's got these five episodes out. They're awesome. So yeah, check it out. You know, if you like what you hear, then leave a rating, leave a review if you feel inclined to do so. And, uh, that'll help get his message out to more people. And I really think it's important, you know, because I, I support independent creators that are doing, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just, they're making shit and it's just this cookie cutter formula and, you know, everything kind of sounds the same and this like, you know, just weird mishmash of mainstream crap. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's some good stuff, of course, but I really like to pay attention to the people that are, that are just doing it themselves, that are out there and they're doing it themselves. And if you're somebody that's out there and you're doing it yourself, you know, I like to be a part of enabling people's creativity and brainstorming and just strategizing and making things work. I do, I've been doing voiceover work uh, for a while. Uh, I've been helping people with uh, putting together podcasts, social media type stuff as well. You know, that's sort of what I do outside of, outside of this podcast. So and I really love doing it. I, and you guys know that uh, I like to be funny and silly and do impressions and things like that. And uh, uh, so anyway, if if there's anybody that's listening out there that wants any kind of help at all with any creative endeavor, uh, I want to mind jam with you. I want to brainstorm. I want to create. I want to flow. I want to get in the flow dojo, hash it out. Let's talk. Uh, message me and let's enable your creativity. Let's empower you to uh, share your gifts with uh, with the world because I believe everybody's got something that they want to do. So whatever it is, if it's music, if it's art, you know anything. If you need a mind to just jam with, to just riff with, you want to lay down some funky bass while I kick out some 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 you know while I shred a nice riff over it. You know, just improv style. That's the 
best way that I like jazz, man, just like riffing jam band style, but with like with minds, with hearts, with souls, just getting that creativity uh, arena and throwing things around, man. I just I love, 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 love to do that. So if you're a creative person, if you have a project, give me a shout. Let me know. Let's let's make something happen. You know, let's talk. Let's figure it out. All right. Alan Gordon, The Cycle of Mind. You guys are really going to love this one. Um, yeah, you know, Alan just says so many great things that, uh, that I can't possibly add anything more. So we'll just get right into the show so you can hear directly from him. And go check out his podcast, The Cycle of Mind. Thanks, guys. Peace. Oh, and I almost forgot this amazing thing that Alan put together. Alan put together a 20% discount code for the listeners of this show. So just enter the code MIKEADELIC in all caps, MIKEADELIC, M-I-K-E-A-D-E-L-I-C. And there's also a link you can go there too uh, for his course, for the Cycle of Mind course, the applicant level, the first level a course in self-awareness. So if you're interested in what Alan's saying, if you check out his podcast, you like what he has to say, you know, even get his book, you know, whatever you're doing, if you want to take the next step, if you want to get the course, a course in self-awareness, enter the code Mikeadelic for 20% off of that course. And like I said, the link is in the show notes. So please check that out. All right, without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Alan. Alan Gordon, the Cycle of Mind podcast. The Cycle of Mind book and the Cycle of Mind system. Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate uh, everything. Actually, you've been a really awesome person to be working with, uh, creating your podcast, Cycle of Mind, uh, the Cycle of Mind podcast with Alan Gordon, coming out very soon. Uh, so, really, really excited uh, about this new venture for you, uh, and uh, learning about you as an author and as the creator of the Cycle of Mind system. So, thanks for thanks for being here. I'm really, really happy to be here. And um, I just want to tell you, I, I've looked and gone through some of your episodes. You have some unbelievable topics on your podcast. And it's it's really my kind of podcast because it it makes you think. It opens your mind. And the more we think, the more we're able to embrace higher purpose and meaning in life. So I think that's really, really important. And I want to shout out. Does your audience know about the work that you do with school kids? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I mentioned it on the last show, yeah. Yeah, I think that's just fantastic. You know, you know, Mike, for those of you that don't know, he he volunteers not just once a month or once a week, but from my understanding, a couple of times a week for for several hours helping these high school kids learn how to podcast and how to express themselves and how to find their voice and get their voice out into the world and expand their minds and expose them to all these different new types of possibilities. I just think it's awesome because anytime we're expanding our horizons, it brings us closer to understanding that mind is infinite and that the only limit is our own imagination. And when you help kids see this, when you help kids see their own potential, it's just such a wonderful thing that you're doing and you really should pat yourself on the back for that. All right. Yeah. I'm patting as we speak. Yes. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of like, um, hesitant at first because I hadn't, I hadn't worked with kids. They're actually middle school kids. They're sixth graders. So it's a, it's a crazy age. I forget what it's like to be that age, but it's an amazing age because it's this kind of transitionary period. And, you know, I, I made the kids fill out these applications to get into the podcast club and I had to select the ones that I wanted. You should have seen some of the answers that these kids gave. They're already thinking, uh, you know, in, in a kind of insightful and deep way. And so, yeah, I agree with you what you said. You know, it's like if we can get the ball rolling now for kids to start thinking in an expanded mind frame, you know, ex- getting their mind to get working in the, in the way in which you talk about, uh, that's going to lead them to a brighter future, right? I, I think that's fantastic. And I, and I think all of us and, and everybody listening really should be doing something Excuse me. Um, I I really think everyone, you, me, everyone that's listening, really should be doing something to expand our own impact on the world and open the minds of people around them and and help expand their possibilities. And we should find people who are suffering and help them. Every one of us needs to think about what we can do to take full advantage of our gift, you know, the the possibility of our own lives. And uh, I just think it's fantastic that you found found a, a channel to do that. Um, to a way to be so generous with your talent and passion. Because the, the thing is with kids, even if you just change one young life, you know, over the next 10, 20 years, that ripples forever. Thousands of lives can be changed. Yeah. It's just it's just extraordinary. And you're just a generous guy. You, you know, people don't know this about you, but you've been very, very generous with me. You've, you know, helped me produce and launch uh, my podcast. And you've helped me understand what my podcast was about, helped me find my own voice and think about my own purpose in life. Um, and I, you know, I genuinely thank you for just being a very generous person and a great friend, friend in the industry. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I love when, you know, like when I saw what you were doing, it made it easy because it's like, you know, there's so many things that I want to do. I'm sure you probably feel this way too. It's like, there's so many things that we want to do and we sort of have to be able to kind of latch on to the things that we can do immediately. And then when I see other people doing things uh, that I like or I'm interested in, I want to help them and I want to get them to be more out in the world because there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage out there, you know, for, yeah, not to totally trash Western civilization, but there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of trash, you know, there's a lot of pop culture nonsense. There's a lot of stuff out there that's designed to keep people asleep and to keep people obedient and to keep people in a, a, a sort of sanctioned zone of allowable thought and opinion. And, you know, we don't have to be confined to that. There's, there's, 
the mind is infinite, like you say. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear maybe your thoughts about that, like where we're at in the world, because I know this is what your podcast is starting to address. Your courses are working with people on an individual level, and we could talk about that too. But this sort of broader notion of mind in the world and where we're at in as a, as a culture, society, civilization, it's like, man, you know, people can really use the kind of stuff that you're putting out there, your work and, and your, your skills. So thanks for doing what you do. And, and maybe you could touch on a little bit of what I, what I said if it wasn't too convoluted. No, sure. In, you're right. I mean, one of the podcasts I have coming up um, is going to be about materialism. And this constant, constant from the time you first, when you were, you know, four or five months old and you looked at a television and you saw an ad from a cartoon, you know, it's constant. We have no idea, no idea the amount of consumerism and advertising. Basically, our entire society has been polluted with advertising. We've become nothing other than a consumeristic society. And we've even come to the point where if you don't have huge billboards and signs and ads and everything, you're not a first world country. We've come to define our own success as a species by how many ads we have. And, you know, we've, we've just polluted every, every great thing that we've created. We've now found a way to pollute it with advertising and the message. It doesn't stop. It just keeps coming and coming in the fifties and sixties. The ads were cute with little jingles. Now, you're inundated with ads. You know, you, you get to a website and it you know, keeps popping up and you just, you know, have to restart your computer. I don't even complain about it anymore. I just assume that's the way it, it is. That's just the way the world is now. And we, we've come to accept this. And the reality is that all of our value lies within all of these external messages, all of this greed and consumerism it has no value. It's, it's not tied to anything good. It's not tied to anything that's valuable for you or valuable for the world. All of your value lies within, within your own character, yeah, within your own, you know, compassion, within your own service to others, all of your value lies within. And we're taught to always look without. And it's, it's, I don't think we've ever been in a time in history where it's been more challenging to tune the world out and focus on the values, you know, internal character traits and values and things that are truly important in your life. Yeah, you're de you're definitely right about that. I mean, the the influx of information at it's like swimming in this uh, you know toxic river. Uh, ads, ads, pop ups. You know, social media. Who's living a better life than you? And you know, this it's just we're inundated with so much now. It can be really overwhelming, and you can forget that you actually have a choice. That we're all born with the infinite power of, of, of our minds with, with the ability to choose with, you know, going inward to look at the world and not getting wrapped up in, in the mind controlling system. You know, it's even if it's not this sort of planned, you know, thing, it's just the way that it's sort of emerged and uh, grown in our world is that we all get wrapped up in the minds of other people, the minds of corporations, governments, religions, what have you, you know, these, uh, people that want us to sort of, uh, you know, buy into what is currently offering them the most uh, status, power and money. But when it comes down to it, like, how, how do you feel as an individual? What's your life like? And, and, and that's, and that's, is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that sort of the, the work that you help with your students is, is gaining 
gaining the the power of mind and uh, gain, uh, learning how to access the the power of mind. The yes, and uh, yes with an emphatic yes. The reality is that we don't recognize how deeply affected we are by our subconscious self beliefs. Are, they're very, very deep under the surface. In the book, I call them boulders, deep, deep, deep under the lake. You have no idea that these subconscious beliefs are controlling every aspect of your life. And it's the, the biggest challenge that people have is to recognize that they've been living on autopilot for decades. They don't, they don't think about their habits. They don't think about their thoughts. They don't think about the way they interact with people. They don't realize that every thought, every word, every action impacts the people in the world around them and it impacts the way the world responds to them. And you're just living in the same channel that you've lived on for decades and decades and your, your beliefs are formed when you're two years old and you don't realize it. But now as a 30, 40, 50, 60 year old man or woman, you're still living with the exact same beliefs you held as a child. You're still doing the same things you've been doing decade after decade, treating people the same way with the same views and opinions. And it's, it's just remarkable. And like, for example, one of the things I tell my students to do is just one day, if you're right-handed, brush your teeth with your left hand. Yeah. And, and see what, and see what happens. Like all of a sudden, you can't, you're totally uncoordinated. Your mind now has to think about things that it never thought about before. And building these habits are positive. That's a good thing. You build habits so you don't have to think about the day to day stuff and you can keep your mind focused on other things. But we have no idea until you start becoming self-aware, you have no idea how deeply, deeply ingrained these beliefs are and these behavior patterns are. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so important. And we take it for granted, you know, it's like, oh, mind, you know, it's just this thing. Yeah. Automatically. I wake up in the morning. There's my mind. It's there. It's thinking things. I'm going places, but you're right. Like, you know, I remember reading this thing that said like, hey, you know, to kind of keep things interesting in your life or to, you know, uh, have more sort of neuroplasticity increasing in, in your brain, like take a different route to work. Like, you know, just like you said, do all these different things, brush with your left hand. Why wouldn't we treat it like that, right? I mean, you if you want to be stronger, you go to the gym. If you want to have a, a stronger mind, if you want to take control of your mind, you have to kind of work it out, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's not easy work. And that's the, the challenge that a lot of people, number one, the first challenge is people just don't acknowledge how deeply asleep they are. Yeah. How, how the, 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 the deep level of unconscious that you're living, people just don't acknowledge that in the first place. But once they do, and they start the work, when you start to disrupt these old beliefs, I call the first course is called a course in self-awareness. And the purpose of that course is to make you aware of all of these beliefs, mostly negative beliefs that are that are limiting you in life, make you aware that they exist. And when you first start to agitate these beliefs, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, let's say I put health in my mind, health, 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 and then I get the idea I'm going to get a bicycle and I'm going to wake up, you know, 45 minutes earlier every morning and I'm going to ride my bike, you know, four or five miles. And so I get the bicycle, I'm all excited and the alarm goes off and my subconscious belief is saying, uh, I don't think so. 
you know, we don't wake up this early because that's out of my comfort <laughs> zone and we're not going to ride a bike and I don't want to be all sweaty because then I have to go to work and I'll still be sweating and I don't want to do that. And it's incredible once you disrupt these beliefs, how powerful they are. You have no idea that you've been limited and limited. You can train yourself to do anything. You can train your mind to do anything. It's, there's, it's infinite. There's no, no limitation except your imagination. You can train your body to do anything at any age. You can improve your health. You can do anything you want, but you're battling with these silent, deeply powerful, rooted, embedded self-beliefs that hold you down. And what are they holding you down to? They're holding you down to the life that you defined for yourself when you were two and three years old, when you just didn't know any better. Yeah. Why, why do you think some people are like maybe a little cynical about it? Like, why do you think some people say, oh yeah, right. Like, you know, I, I control my reality. Yeah. I could just create, you know, I remember when, I remember when the movie, the secret came out, like a lot of people were like, oh yeah, I'm just going to think about being rich and I'm going to be rich. And it's like, well, well, no, that's not like, that was the main kind of like dismissive critique I heard from that. I was like, you're, I think you're missing the point. That's not necessarily what it is. It's something different. Right. And I, and I think that you're talking to that too. I saw a really good video that you did on your YouTube channel where you were talking about the difference between brain and mind. Um, so yeah, kind of two things there, but I was wondering maybe if you could touch a little bit on, on that. Sure. And I want to focus on the, the secret, the law of attraction, because yeah. I, I've been pretty public in saying that the way that the law of attraction is taught is, is wrong and it doesn't quite work because if it was true and it was a rule and it was a law, then it would work every time. All you'd have to do is just think it and it would manifest in your life every time. So you'd have to understand why it doesn't, why it does for some people and why it doesn't for other people. The law of attraction, the way it's explained to people is, you know, let's say you want a new car or a new girlfriend or a new house or a new job, whatever. You put this thought in your mind. You'll even put a picture, you know, put a picture of a boat in your mirror. So every day when you're brushing your teeth, you see this boat. Just think about the boat. Think about the boat and the boat will manifest. The reality is that we don't attract what we think about. We attract who we are. And who we are is a very deep and complex mixture of emotions and beliefs and all that stuff. If you want to know what you believe about yourself, if you want to know your deeply, deeply held subconscious beliefs, just look at the room around you. Look at where you live. Look at the job you have. Look at the relationships you have. The life you have built for yourself is exactly the life that you believed for yourself when your beliefs were formed when you were two and three years old as an infant. Wow. If you want to know what you believed back, you know, I'm 60. If I want to know what I believed 55, 60 years ago, all I have to do is open my eyes. And in order to change this reality, it's more than just thinking about a new reality and wishing and hoping for it. I have to change myself from within. And that's the key, really, of the cycle of mind system. It's not about wishing and hoping for new things, for new external circumstances. It's more about changing your character from within, Ch you know, identifying limiting beliefs one at a time and zapping them and moving on with better beliefs, but always changing your character from within, becoming more thoughtful, more generous, more caring, healthier, serving other people, you know, always find a way to change yourself from within. Because when you become self-aware, you start to realize that 
when I, let's say I go to work and I talk to people and people respond to me in a certain way, I think it's those people that are the problem. Right. When you become self-aware, you realize that it's your words and actions and body language and behavior that is causing them to react to you in one way. You know, if I don't like George, let's say, I don't, I can't stand George, but a lot of other people love George. So it's not George, it's me and what I bring out in him and how I cause people to react to me. We have no idea of the infinite number of variables that go into us that create. And that's what this course in self-awareness does. It may, it's expanding. It's kind of like pulling the curtain, waking you up to all the things you've been thinking and doing your entire life. And now decide, do I want to change those? What am I going to replace those with? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that, what you said was like, yeah, if you want to th- uh, know what you, who, what you believe, just look around you. My God. Yeah. It's like, we're, the the things that we are are the attractors we are the attractor like our whole being everything that we are doing who we are what we what we have become and what we are currently in uh form as so by changing these these things daily habits you know improving your yourself and your life becoming more self-aware maybe you know creating space between different kinds of emotions that can arise uh, these sorts of of things. What what are what are some like key things I guess to understand when you know considering uh, something like this? You know, I know you have uh, you have these great testimonials from all of the the people that have been in your course, and from an outsider looking in, like to me, it looks like you know people that listen to my show. I feel like it's like they're kind of like hip to psychedelics and like they're kind of like in the scene of like consciousness expanding stuff. But it seems like to me that you have like a lot of like ordinary joes. Like not not to say that they're just like, you know, I'm just saying like it seems like you're reaching people beyond the people that already sort of know about this. Is that is that like and how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and the thing is, you know, your audience, the people that listen to a podcast like this, it's wonderful to speak to those these people, to you guys because you understand that we are more than just our physical reality. You have insight into that. You know, the way I I like to say it that Albert Einstein um all physicists would look at the wallpaper Albert Einstein went to the seam in the wallpaper and he said, what's that little seam there? Why is it different here? What happens when particles travel at the speed of light and physics, all of physics is the whole wallpaper. But then there's, you know, there, there's quantum mechanics, quantum physics, which deals with things at the seam when things are traveling at the speed of light and things behave differently. And how can we mathematically describe that? You guys have experience at the seam of consciousness. When you go into a different space, you are examining life at the seam of consciousness. And how does life behave? How does my mind behave? What happens to me? How do I get back to that spot? Are there any laws? Is there any predictability uh, in that state of consciousness? So you guys have actually explored the, I call it the seam of life, you know, the, the separation between reality and mind and what's behind mind. And I believe that, you know, ancient yogis have seen that they've risen to that state of consciousness that, that, uh, that you get to with psychedelics. And I think it's possible to do it either way, but it takes an extraordinary amount of training to be able to do it just through meditation. But you guys appreciate that concept 
And you asked about, you know, specialized people versus regular people. These are people all over the world. These are people with jobs and, you know, families and just regular people who just want to be healthier. They want to be happier. And the crazy thing is, Mike, as soon as you start doing the exercises in that course on self-awareness, almost instantly, you notice that your relationships change, your circumstances change, the way you get along with people, all your interactions change, your inner peace changes. And it's not a surprise to me that things change very quickly when you do the exercises, because what the exercises are asking you to do is put a different thought, not the same thought you've had for the last 40 years, a different thought in mind. And as soon as you put a new thought in mind, mind adapts and tries to make that thought happen. So instantly you've been living on autopilot. Let's just say, you know, a a marriage, a husband and wife, you guys, and by the way, millions upon millions upon millions of husbands and wives live together, but they're apart in their minds. They're not really involved with each other. So as soon as you put a new thought about that relationship in your mind, your wife will immediately notice you've that thought changes your behavior. It changes your attitude. It changes your body language. And the next time you see your wife, she'll notice that change in behavior, that change in attitude, that change in body language. So she immediately will respond differently to you. People at work will start responding differently. Once you change yourself from the inside, it ripples and it starts to affect how other people respond to you, which is no secret because you're the one that caused them to respond that way in the first place. Yeah, so true. And I, I recently did this. Uh, so I, you know, it's like, I, I put a new thought, several new thoughts. And yeah, my I noticed that my girlfriend and I were getting along a lot better. I'm like, Oh, wow, this is great. And I felt different. I feel different. And you know, I think the the thing is, in a lot of people listen to the show, myself included, yeah, we can experiment with psychedelics, and you could go on retreats and, vaca- you know, do all these things and gong bath ceremonies and whatever, you know, all kinds of altered states, float tanks and this and that. And it's cool. You keep you can go out there and you can see stuff and you can feel things and you could get insights. But I think with like, you know, it, it, it really, really helps to have a system in place. It really helps to have a, a map, like a, a guide, just like someone that comes along with like a, you know, a ladder and says like, hey, you don't have to scale this building on your own with your bare hands. Let me give you a ladder. Let me give you, you know, and I think we we all do need something like that, you know, some kind of grounded anchor point. And, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I, I can't recommend what, you, what you're doing highly enough. I, I just think it's it's really clear to the point, you know, concise. It, it, it works. It's like practical. It's not, you know, super like you don't have to be a scientist to understand what, what you're talking about. You talk about it in a way where anybody can understand. And it's really powerful. It's really powerful, man. I I, I like it. And, you know, just listening to the episodes because I've, I've been helping with, with the podcast. So listening to the episodes, it's like, you know, and, and you end it with, you know, compassion, make it a great day with compassion. It's like even the the repetition. You know, and I think we maybe we could talk a little bit about that. It's like putting in the reps, right? Like putting in the reps. What are you exposed to? What are you allowing yourself to be exposed to? What kind of information are you, you know, are you turning on the TV? Are you watching 40 hours of crime dramas and CSI and murder mysteries? Or are you tuning in and, and listening to Cycle of Mind or Mycadelic or something like that? Like that these things are are like um maybe deep subconscious reinforcers or something too. And then on top of that, you have the actions that you're taking, you know? So, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, maybe, uh, talking a little bit about sort of 
the 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 what the, the I guess like the the will or the what it takes to sort of be invested in something like this. You know, it's like you really have to kind of want to change your your life, right? Like this isn't sort of just like a oh yeah, I'll just kind of do it and and it'll happen. It's like you kind of have to be. It's invested not like in it, right? like putting a mushroom in your mouth and then waiting for the experience. That's correct. But, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, yeah, and yeah. so it, it, you bring up so many good points in that in that comment. First of all, is systematic structure. If you don't have systematic structure, mm-hmm. that's why there's a morning exercise and an evening exercise. You want to start your morning off with the thoughts that you choose. Not most people, myself included, you know, we get out of bed and the first thing I do is check my email, check Facebook. You know, th- that's the first thing we do. But that should not be the first thing you do. The first thing you do should be intentional. It should be what you want to think about. And what we ask you to think about in the morning exercise is gratitude. Just look around at the incredible world that's around you. Look at the world that you've created. Look at the changes that you've already made in your life by simply being a more grateful person. So just as one example, I won't give away the whole the whole store, but just one example. You want to start the day with the thoughts that you want to start, that you choose. And you want to end the day with the thoughts that you choose. And the middle of the day is hectic enough, but eventually as you become more self-aware, this structured system allows you to actually be aware of what's happening, being aware of your own words, your own behaviors, being aware of how other people are responding to you, how they're behaving, actually in the middle of the day, not just in the morning and the evening, but when you become self-aware, you start to be aware of things all throughout the day. And if you don't have a system If you're just, you know, if your system is just putting a picture of a boat in your mirror, that's not going to make you a better person throughout the day. So it's all about system. It's all about structure and people that are not interested. And I believe and I want to change this number, but I think probably 80 percent of the people in the world have no interest in changing themselves. This is the way I am. This is the way I've been my whole life. I'm just fine. I'm already great. I'm already perfect. You know, what can you do? Eventually enough people will be able to take control of their own thoughts, create their own character, create their own future, you know, literally take control of the thoughts in their mind and take control of their future, that that number will go from 80% to 60% to 50% to 40%. Eventually, more and more people will understand that they can change their lives. I have a, in the cycle of mind, I have a poem and it starts out by saying the ignorant man will doubt the possibility that life can be better. The ignorant man will doubt the possibility that life can be better. The timid man will be excited about the opportunity, but then will be afraid to let go of the life that they know and they're comfortable with. And the the courageous man will let go of the mental ropes that bind him to his current reality. And you have to have some level of courage to let go of all these constructs and all these habits and your life on autopilot. Your life will change if you change your thoughts. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so true. And, you know, I've come in contact with a lot of people in my life, you know, close family, friends, and all sorts of people. When introducing things like this, there is that like resistance. And it's like, you know, no, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, what, what, think these things. I got, I got stuff to do. I have to be at this, this place. This person's breathing down my neck. I got to take care of this thing. And it's like, you know, what we're talking about here is like, it's like, Hey, the building, you know, the foundation of the building is, is crumbling, 
we need to repair it first before we start adding new apartments on on the top you know it's like no no we got to keep keep moving progress you know put the stuff up and and we even see this on like a cultural societal civilizational level right it's like hey just keep just keep kicking the can down the road to the next generation you know passing the buck whatever it is just keep pushing forward instead of kind of like addressing the rot at the core where everything is emanating from which is manifesting the reality in which we're living in right it's like we need to look at that maybe right and the core the core that rot that you talk about that faulty foundation is because we live in a world that is not guided by values and principles right we live in a world that is unhinged from values and principles people do things out of greed or cruelty or anger or you know conflict they or hate there are no values and principles anymore in our society the united states started out as you know with really good principles the declaration of independence you know uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights life liberty pursuit of happiness those were our values but then the first thing we did was design a constitution that violated those values that, <laughs> right. that we're, we, you know, we're you know we hold it to be self-evident that all men are created equal but now that we're actually going to get together and work together and figure this document out we're going to say that some people are not equal yeah. And and so there, our entire Western civilization is not built on equality, justice, honesty, uh, generosity, compassion. These are the values we must build our society on. But as I say in the podcast, you can't ask somebody else to be compassionate if you yourself haven't developed compassion within yourself. You can't ask other people to, to get off of their hate until you have understood your own hate and tried be trying to eliminate it in your own life. We can't you. So the, the way to change society is to each one of us go within and change ourselves so that we ourselves are anchored with character, values and principles. And we can build our own life on that foundation. And then we can find common ground with other people who share those values. And the problem we talked about materialism and greed and hate and racism, it's it's there are no values there. They're all anti-value. We, we're, and because the, the whole foundation of our society is built on greed and racism, that's the society we get, you know, 200 years later, this is what we get for it. Yeah, I mean it's like you know the the a huge anchor point I guess if you, we can kind of like call it that uh for people in the constellation of their uh belief system was religion for a very long time and a lot of the part a lot of parts of the world it still is that in America it seems to be sort of shattered a little bit you know and and I don't know if maybe it's like a government or corporation type of crony kind of secular sort of new religion. Like what's the new religion of the land? It seems greed, to be what greed, greed, right. greed, is, greed is good. Yeah. Ex <laughs> yeah. Like, like Gordon Gecko. Yeah, Gordon Gecko is. Yeah. And so, but, but, you know, yeah. So I, I think, yeah. I mean, like, is that what you, what you think? Like, how do we get to where we are now? Like what's, what's your like, you know, what do you think? Like, how, how did this sort of collective mind like devolve into like the state in which we where we find ourselves in where it seems like everybody has to be sort of 
figuring it out for themselves. We don't necessarily have like a overarching system of wise old elders guiding and ushering in wisdom for the masses, educating kids about the power of mind, how to use their mind. You know, that we have to go through all, all this bullshit and then, you know, go drink ayahuasca and puke our guts out in the jungle to realize, oh my God, I have a choice. You know, it's like, oh, I, I can wake up now, you know, or if I stumble upon the cycle of mind system, and we have to like unlearn and uncondition from all these old habits. Maybe we could, maybe there would be a better starting point. So it's like, yeah, what do you, you know, I know you're interested in, in history and, and, and things like that. And we were talking about some stuff uh, on one of our first calls, you were telling me a really interesting story, but so how did we get to this point? You think? First of all, we have to understand that ethically we're like free floating electrons. We can choose any compass that we want. 99.9% of the people in the world have no moral values, principle. They have no compass. So whatever is best for me right now, this is what I do. So the very, very first thing we have to do is we have to agree on a direction. And that direction has to do with compassion, generosity, empowering other people, helping other people, trusting other people, honesty is a core value. If we don't agree on that, then we're never going to make any progress. And so clearly our Western civilization is not built on any of those things. It's not built on compassion or generosity or honesty or any of the things I just mentioned. And if you look at Western civilization uh, from the time you know, in the 1400s, you can even go back further than that. Everything that Western civilization has touched, they have sucked the values and principles out of it. Yeah. They've taken, you know, beautiful country like India, you know, you can say whatever, whatever you want to say, they had their internal problems, beautiful country based on beautiful philosophies, peace for thousands of years. And the the British just sucked the values and principles. They just imposed their own values and principles and sucked all the good out of it. And it's the same thing, uh, you know, with the slave trade. They just took a beautiful continent like Africa and just sucked all the good out of it, just destroyed it basically. And it, it, I could go on and on and on. But our society is not based; it's not anchored on anything except greed. And that is, you can, it, it just doesn't get us anywhere good. We have to individually and then collectively make a decision that we've got to have a compass point. And so the cycle of mind's about two things. Number one, it's about controlling your thoughts. But then what do you put your thoughts on once you've got them under control? And you've got to have a compass. You've got to have a life purpose. You've got to help other people. You've got to be generous. You've got to, you know, everyone out there who's listening, you have to find a way to anchor your own life in these values of compassion and generosity and honesty and trust and uplifting other people. You, If you don't anchor yourself in that, then you're just creating negative circumstances for yourself and everyone around you. So the first step is to anchor yourself in those principles. But then as a society, we have to find a way to shatter a lot of these institutions that exist. One of the big ones I'm going to be talking about, I have a great interview lined up uh, for next month. I'm going to be talking about our medical system, our healthcare system. Uh, our healthcare system has nothing to do with health. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, it literally doesn't, the two are polar opposites. People come to them after they're unhealthy and they give them a pill and they give them a surgery or, you know, it's just unbelievable. I'm going to be interviewing um, a man who's been doing traditional Chinese medicine his whole life. He's an acupuncturist. He's also a Kung Fu master and a Tai Chi master. And he understands the concept of balance 
and our medical system is as imbalanced as the rest of our society. We can't just transform it, just just change one thing and the whole system's going to change. We have to create new systems for ourselves. If healthcare is what we want, then we have to create a system of actual healthcare, not a system of pills and surgeries and try this for a couple of weeks and let me know if it worked. We really have to come back to our food, our you know, medicine, you know, natural medicines that you guys are, you know, probably know more about than I do. Yeah. Yeah. We have to make changes based on character, values, and principles. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Characters, values, principles. And I love how you uh, end your, your podcast episodes with also, you know, how can you make it a great day? Start with compassion. It's like all the things we're talking about here, it's not rocket science. It's not like you have to be some kind of technical wizard, app developer, Silicon Valley, you know, uh, a savant to understand all this stuff. It's pretty freaking simple. <laughs> and I don't know. I just censored myself. I said fricking, but, uh, but, uh, but, um, but you don't, it's not, you know, and it's, it's, it's a return to sort of the, these, these more, these simpler values. You know, like I was talking to a, a friend the other day and, you know, we were talking about things that were going on in our lives and he lives in Australia and he just moved to a new, uh, place and he has a new job and he's getting married soon. And there's a lot of changes going on. And, you know, we were talking about the positive aspects of what's happening and, and how he got to that point and doing the the work that that, that took him there. And, you know, I, I just said to him too, I was like, you know, it sounds like all the work that you were doing was – uh, you know, just with the intention of being a good person and, you know, having good thoughts and being kind and being generous. And it doesn't matter. You know, we, 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 I think we, we tend to sort of rank ourselves in this social media landscape of, of who has the most likes and who has the most followers and who's making the most money. You know, like you said, we're rooted in this greed method. But I, I would argue, and, and I am sure you, you probably agree too, if you live a life of compassion, characters, value, principles, you're going to live a good life. You're going to feel good. You know, it doesn't really matter that you don't have a Lamborghini. You know, you're gonna if you're gonna feel good, people are gonna like you. You're gonna have good relationships. You're gonna have good community. And what more can you ask for? You know. Well, I think the the, the really important thing you have to do is define happiness. And happiness is not a materialistic or a consumeristic thought. Happiness is an internal state. And some of the elements that make you happy are health. No matter how much you have, if you, if you had everything but you don't have your health, it's hard to enjoy it. It's hard to be fully happy unless you're fully healthy. So we have to appreciate who we are, our bodies, our miraculous bodies. We've got to be healthy. We've got to have inner peace. We've got to have a motivating purpose in life that makes us want to wake up in the morning. You know, those are some of the elements of true happiness. Happiness is an internal state. So like you say, if you think these thoughts, not only will you notice that the world will respond differently, you're creating your own happiness. Happiness cannot be created by, by you know, responding to these ads. These ads and clicking on an ad, that doesn't make you happy or buying something. What makes you happy is an internal feeling, self-awareness, health, inner peace, motivation and life purpose, meaningful relationships. That's what true happiness is. We really just all have to agree on a base, a compass. That's to, to me the whole thing. Until we agree on what our compass is, we're all going in different directions. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, we're totally we're there. Everyone's in a different direction. It's a. I was talking to someone yesterday on the podcast about how we're living in this kind of really weird time where it's just like reality has like fractured into a million different pieces. Where you have some people who believe that like we're controlled by lizard people that live on the moon and they sincerely believe that some people believe the earth is flat you know they, they they're like there's there's so many fractured you know trump oh trump's really a good guy he's you know he's 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 in on the thing and he's taken down the deep state and then it's like no this this is what's happening there's so many versions of reality out there and that people are sort of buying into because we have the internet but it's it's all this like unnecessary complexity you know really what you're talking about here is getting back to to core values to core you know like the moral compass is is so so important you know um i'm wondering like is this something that you've always had i know you've been really successful in your life and your career um in in many all the ventures that you you've had or was there a turning point for you that that made this kind of come on for you where you're like oh my god like this is you know kind of a realization moment or or was this kind of always like you know sort of in your uh consciousness i want to um I'll answer your question, but I want to go back to something you said um, 60 seconds ago. Yeah, sure, please. That we are a fractured society, but not only fractured, but almost infinitely fractured. Everyone's on their own reality. Everyone's got their own values, their own system. And that's important that we understand that because, and, and by the way, that was our first conversation is where you really opened my mind to what podcasting really was, could be, and could be about. I just thought, okay, a podcast, you put it up there. Some people see it great. They like you. But a podcast is different than that. Podcasting in general allows you to put earbuds in or headphones on and create your own world. You choose what you want to listen to. For since I was a child, it's all been about broadcast TV and then cable and 500 different channels where people are, are broadcasting to you what they want. They're right. broadcasting information to you that they want you to hear and ads that they want you to see. And it's the whole thing. It's not based on necessarily helping you. It's based on just this broadcast mentality. Podcasting actually allows people to make a conscious decision about what they allow to enter into their mind. You don't have to watch, you know, when you come, let's say most people go to work, you come home, you've got four hours at home. You don't have to watch what they want you to watch unless you want to. Right. If you want to watch a movie and that's another thing that, you know, Netflix and all these things allow you to choose what you watch. That's a great advancement. But podcasting is even better because you can listen to someone that you want to listen to. You can put an opinion in your mind that you want to hold and put and exclude everything else. And and that works for good and bad. Right. So it, it works if you want to put a good opinion in your mind. But you also know that, you know, people can listen to Rush Limbaugh and, you know, and these crazy Alex Jones and these crazy people that are, you know, we never did land on the moon. Like you say, we're controlled by <laughs> lizard people. And, they're, you know, you can listen to that, too. And people are choosing to listen to that. But podcasts take you out of the broadcast world where you're listening to what they want you to listen to, and you can tune into channels that you want to listen to. And I believe that this thought process, that mentality will change a lot of people, will help a lot of people guide them to much, much more consistent, positive inputs. 
Yeah, good point. Yeah, excellent. Thanks for, for for getting on that. I sometimes have a tendency to go off and ask like four different questions in the comments. So thanks for bringing it back. Uh, yeah, a minimum of three. You ask a minimum of three <laughs> questions in each question. I've been counting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Alan. I, I, um, you're just, I just you're, so, you're I, passionate, man. That's, you're, I'm you're passionate. Excited, I get excited. Yeah. yeah, but um, but no. Thanks for bringing it back to that because it's such a good point, you know. And it's like. It, it in my mind, I'm thinking that it's almost like it's like we're creating our own tribes in a sense, you know, and it's kind of like a return to a return to the old ways in in a way, but like with the new understanding and the new technology. But a return. It's what it's what it's what you told me. You said. I said, well, what should the podcast be about? It should be about you. It's your voice. Don't worry what anybody thinks about it. Say what you want to say. Yeah. And there will be people that will be grateful to hear that message. Yeah. Most people won't, but some will. And those are the people you're talking to. Be genuine. Don't worry about, you know, how much, you know, how much money it's going to make you, how many advertisers say what you want to say, give your personal message. And that's what makes, I, you know, I didn't understand that about podcasting. I didn't grasp the whole con. There's a lot of things I don't grasp the whole concept of, but that was one of them. But podcasting allows people to dial in and tune in to the voices that they want in their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, you're doing, you're doing a great thing here. I'm so excited for the, the podcast to be out. It's just so good. And, um, and it's, it's great. I mean, like, you know, my show, yeah, I'm, I'm like a rambling jerk sometimes, but you're really concise. You're really got something really cool here. It's like from, from start to finish, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I've listened to pretty much every episode. You know, your, your first one is on cooperation and compassion, then polarity. Uh, then you have another one called Don't Wait for Others, um, then Mind, and then the Amazon Rainforest. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's super, super exciting. I can't wait till this is manifested into the world. It's already out. It's super exciting. So, yeah, people can go check that out. The Cycle of Mind on Apple Podcasts uh, and, and Libsyn, and we'll put all the links there. So it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, Alan, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, – well, the other question that I had for you was about how sort of you, you got to this point, you know, and if there was any kind of like big realization or revelation for you. Can you remember or think about any moment in your life where, where that something like that happened? Like where, you know, for instance, you, you were just like – Oh wow! Like you know the 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 power of mind, you know it's uh, it's it's really impactful, and you know maybe I should do something with this, or or was this something that you've always just had? I I'm a believer that who we are at four, five, six, seven years old is who we still are. We're still essentially the same person. Um, we can change our beliefs, but our personality and everything about us is very, very similar. And you just can see that as I've watched my own children grow up. You, you remember them when they were six, seven, and eight years old, and now watching them at 25, 28, 30 years old. It's pretty remarkable to see that the, their, their essential person, their personhood is essentially the same. So I'm, I'm a believer in that. And so I've always been interested since I was very young in trying to understand how the whole thing works. I remember, you know, reading books on uh, meditation and spirituality from, you know, probably at nine, 10, 11 years old. I've always been interested, but never been able to grasp it, never been able to internalize it. And what the change for me was in 2013, I wrote a book uh, I'm, my background is in sales, sales training and coaching and 
breaking things down. I wrote a book on teaching people how to sell and I had a pretty robust coaching and I still do have a, I coach individual salespeople and I talk with them just like I'm talking to you one-on-one for an hour and learn everything I can about them. And so I'd say, okay, if that's what you're selling and you're selling over the phone, try these three techniques. And I teach them three techniques. And then a week later we'd get back on the phone and how did it go? And half of them would say it was perfect. I did exactly what you said. And they said, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. I closed three more sales this week and it's great. I got two more for next. Awesome. I'll teach you the next thing. Then the other half of the people how did it go? And they would say, I just couldn't say that. I didn't feel comfortable using those words. Um, you know, well, did you close any sales? No, but I'm, I'm going to keep trying. And I, it dawned on me, and this is back in 2013, 2014, that what we're dealing with is not the sales techniques because they all had the same, the same opportunity. We're dealing with, um, subconscious blocks that, that certain people have. And so being a systematizing person, you know, I've created systems of vocabulary and study systems and negotiating systems, communications, but I like to systematize things. So I try to, for my, my coaching clients, I tried to create little exercises and systems that we could use to figure out what was blocking them. And then the, it, it all dawned on me, which then led to the book, The Cycle of Mind. It all dawned on me that I was doing the thing that everyone else was doing. We were trying to go back and trying to figure out what were your negative beliefs. How do we, you know, what are, let's try to identify your negative beliefs. Well, here's a newsflash. They're subconscious. And that's a great word. Sub means under. They're underneath your conscious awareness. You don't know what your negative beliefs are. And yet they exert absolute control over everything you do. I mean, down from little things like your body language and your facial expressions are all controlled by your subconscious self-beliefs all the way up to your job, your income, your relationships, the clothes you wear, your education level. All of these things are absolutely controlled by your subconscious beliefs. You don't know what they are. You can look around you and kind of get a feeling for what they were, but The way to fix them is not to try to go psychoanalyze somebody and try to say, oh, my father, when I was five and, you know, he did this and that, my mother, that's not going to help you. The way to change subconscious self-beliefs is to put in your mind using the, you know, these exercises to put different beliefs in your mind. So let me give you one example. One example that I'm always working on is generosity, right? So let's say I'm at a restaurant and the tip is $5. So I get the bill and because I think about generosity in my exercises and throughout the day, oh, this is an opportunity for me to be generous. So the tip is six. I'm going to leave seven. And so right as I'm starting to write the number seven, all my subconscious beliefs come up and say, no, no, Alan. Remember, now this is my two-year-old. This is me when I was two. We live in a world of lack and limitation. We can't be giving away this money. That's our money. It belongs to us. And you literally create a disruption or a conflict with a negative belief. And the only way to beat those negative beliefs is to put new thoughts in your mind that contradict with them and then observe as the old beliefs rise up from the bottom, you know, completely invisible and make themselves visible. They're very, very powerful because they've been controlling everything for your whole life. And as soon as they rise up above the surface, it's a very emotional, disruptive experience. But now you know, oh, I see. It's difficult for me to be generous because I have this subconscious self-belief that never wants to give away an extra penny. I get it. And I've been, okay, I don't want that anymore. 
I want to be a generous person. So I write $7 and 50 cents. And then I pat myself, I go in from $6 to $7 to $7 and 50 cents. And if I'm really feeling, I would write eight. And then the next time I write eight and the next time I can write 850 and I can become, in other words, you can transform yourself. You can overcome negative self-beliefs, not by trying to study what they are, but by creating different beliefs and then watching the conflict happen, watching these negative beliefs rise up from the surface, from under the surface, and then create all this chaos. Say, okay, now, now we're out in the open. Now it's a fair fight. When that, when that, when that you know, selfishness is under the surface, it's not a fair fight because I don't even know I'm having a fight. I'm always losing. I try to be generous, but I, keep, I can't, you know, it's a $5 tip and I'll write $4.50. I can't win the battle because it's subconscious and it's controlling me. As soon as I create alternative reality and my reality conflicts with my subconscious belief, now we have a fair fight. Now I can say, do I want to keep being cheap or do I want to continue to try to be generous? And now as an adult, I can put new values, new principles in my mind, and I'm not a prisoner of what a two-year-old child thought about the world you know, 50 years ago. Wow. So powerful. Yeah. I mean, it just really gave me when you were talking and telling that story, I got such a clear, a, just such a clear understanding. It's like, really, you know, if you if you can think out of the abstraction and kind of break it down into more of like a kind of physical understanding of like, literally just replacing like broken lines of code, you know, like in your mind, you know, re replacing like, in a building, there's like foundational structures that are weak or whatever. It's like, okay, let's just put a new one in there, you know? And it's like, maybe it'll take some practice or, you know, the other day I was doing pushups in, in the gym and I'm like, all right, I'm good at, you know, I did 40 pushups. That's good. But I could do more. Like I, I can do more. I actually physically can do more. And I just have to practice doing that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I will do 10 more. And so it's like putting in those reps, putting in those mental reps uh, and and sort of, you know, you need a substitution, right? It's not enough, like you said, just to see this, oh, yeah, like I, I'm going to do, you know, like what, what I'm doing this thing because it's just like whatever. It's like you need to have a replacement in there to take to take over, to start building those those good those good habits to kind of bring you into this new state of mind. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of just like understand what, you know, the, the thing in my, in my belief system is, and I think you might agree with me, but I want to hear what you have to say. When you do things like that, when you enter the world with generosity, gratitude, compassion, and you start replacing these subconscious limiting beliefs with the, the new ones that are going to expand you into a new world, you're, you're, you're attracting, like you're creating sort of like, I don't know what you want to call it, like a karmic, positive, energetic, vibrational field that, that other people, I know people listening to this show and you yourself have experienced this. It's like when we start acting with a compass of morals, characters, principles, and values like you emphasize so, so greatly, things change. Like th there's, there's something, there's some kind of energetic force field that occurs. All of a sudden now the waiter is happier, you know, then that goes on. It's a ripple effect, like you said, right? And so what, I don't know, like, how do you identify that? Like, do we want to identify it or is it just good as the way it is? I mean, is it like, do we need to get technical with it or is it just like, 
you know, what are your thoughts on that? The again, it's wonderful to speak to an audience that recognizes this. You are more than your body. In the Vedic uh, literature, they say you have five bodies: your physical, your energetic body, your emotional. Um, one more, and then your spiritual body. I forget what all five of them are. We are very complex beings. We're infinitely designed. And the biggest part of who we are is an energy flow, an energy pattern. Our beliefs, our subconscious self-beliefs work in tandem with our physical body. So for example, when you're stressed, you don't just feel stress mentally or emotionally. You f- it, it gets into your body. It, it's physical. So our body, our energy, our emotions are all interacting all the time. When you let's stay on the word generosity. When you put generosity in your mind, you're not only, well, you're putting a new thought in your mind and you're causing, uh, you're, you're intentionally creating a conflict with your old beliefs. And if that doesn't work, I'll be more generous until all of a sudden the belief says, oh no, you can't be that generous. I've let you be generous to this point, but no, I have this belief that's going to, so you're intentionally creating a conflict. But when you put generosity in your mind, you're not just becoming more generous, you're allowing, you're, you're transforming your energy pattern to allow generosity to flow through you. When you, when you become compassionate, you're not just taking actions of compassion, it's over time altering your own personal structure that allows compassion to flow through you. And this is why it's so important to choose your thoughts and not just be influenced by whatever society, because society doesn't have your best interests in mind. All of these things are coming at you. You need to choose your own compass. You need to create your own character, values, and principles. You not only not only do your thoughts become locked on that, your behaviors, your words, your actions, but as you point out, it's, it goes deeper into your own energy structure. You now become a channel through which all of these things manifest. Yeah. And, and, and like an, an attractor, right? Like, is there, there's some kind of magnetism, you know, that, that happens, right? Like, I, have you ever been around, I mean, I've been around people before where like I'm around somebody and it's just like, whatever their life force is emitting, it just feels like good. It just feels like things are flowing. There's, it's like, there's uh, an increase in happiness in the, in the atmosphere. So it's like, not only, yeah, you're, you're not only improving your life by changing your, the way that you uh, organize, you know, things, but you're, you're changing the lives of people around you and then, and then out on, on a grander level too. So one positive person can change a team, can change a company, can change a family, can change anything. One positive person has an infinite impact. You know, I remember a guy, we were in in this company, in this business, I was, you know, working as a sales manager and this sales guy came in and he was so positive. It's just like, holy mackerel. It made me realize, you know, I'm so down and, you know, again, on autopilot, just running without really thinking. And this guy was so positive. I said, wow. And it's infectious and infects everybody. Compassion affects everyone. And like you say, it ripples through You're kind and generous to these high school kids. They're going to turn around and be kind and generous to thousands and thousands of people who will also turn around this positivity. It's, it's, it's so powerful. Changing who you are from the inside changes not only your thought direction, it changes the whole energy flow that comes through you. It changes the energy you give out to other people. And it, it, I don't know if it's magnetic or not, but you know, to really get down into the fine point of the weeds, 
mind, James Allen from As a Man Thinketh has a great quote, says, mind is the master weaver. Yeah. Having woven in ignorance and pain, he may now weave in enlightenment and purpose. Mind is the master weaver. Having woven in ignorance and pain, he may now weave in enlightenment and purpose. When we think new thoughts, reality actually weaves itself around those thoughts, that weaving, that thread, you know, your fabric of your reality is constantly changing and adapting to your thoughts. So as you think new thoughts, you can actually imagine that it takes time to weave this new reality into place, starting from the reality you have now with your current thoughts. As soon as you change your thoughts, a new reality begins to manifest, but it's weaving in thousands of little threads are being pulled together from all over to create an, an entirely new reality that wraps around those thoughts. And we've all, you know, we, we've, we've had experiences seeing it with the positive impact, but also experiences with the negative impact, you know? I mean, how much does it suck to be around someone who's just like, you know, cons, oh, this so fucking suck, you know, like I, you know, worked a sales job, like I had people on my sales team, some, some people would come in just, oh yeah, this sucks. I can't get a sale. Oh, this is just bullshit. People keep saying no because, you know, uh, you know, this uh, giving excuses, excuses and blaming and, you know, criticizing and complaining and just this like black hole of negative energy. It's like, ugh, I don't want to be around that. You know, that's, it's, it's, it's also an, an attractor to this like dark, terrible place. Um, but, you know, like you said, those people are probably just operating out of the, out of this autopilot m mode and letting themselves get pulled and dragged around by the thoughts and opinions of other people's minds. And, you know, I think when you were talking about the guy coming in your sales office being positive, I'm imagining somebody, not this fake positivity thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, think happy thoughts and be good all the time. But actually – the, the, in his like DNA, in that core structure that we've been talking about the whole time on the show, there's a difference when it comes, when it's emitting out of this core, when you actually have that, that compass and you have that change, that positivity is, is real. It's not this sort of charade thing. And that, that makes way more of an impact, you know? It's the greatest thing to be around a positive person, but it's even better to be a positive person because yeah. you can literally infect everybody else. And that's why all the things that you're talking about, Mike, is why it's so important that you must begin by waking yourself up from autopilot. You must learn to become self-aware. Because as soon as your self-awareness skills grow, you start to hear with your own voice in your own ears, you start to hear the words that you're saying and how they are negative or hurtful. And you say, wow, I didn't realize that because you've just been saying those things. This is who you are. It's who you've been for decades. You start to listen to yourself and you start to realize the impact that you have. Growing your self-awareness is the single, waking yourself up, literally smacking yourself in the head and saying, stop running on autopilot. Stop doing everything by habit. Pay attention to what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're thinking. The more self-aware you become, you not only become aware of the effect that you have on other people, you start to be able to observe other people who are trying to draw you into their situation and you can just say, well, I, I see what you're doing and I'm not interested in that. Or you start seeking around for people that are more positive and you start uh, living in those circles. Again, why I love the whole podcast thing, because you can choose what you put into your mind. Totally. Yeah. And I, I definitely highly recommend people to go, uh, go to cycleofmind.com and go to the, um, uh, 
courses. The applicant level membership, of course, in self awareness, uh, forty nine bucks. Like definitely check that out. And then the other ones are by invitation, you know, for your students and and, and things like that. But the this is so so important. This self awareness thing, you know, and I I get that a lot on psychedelics, and I think a lot of people you know, that are listening to the show who, who partake in psychedelics. Like that's one of the things that really helps me is seeing, like really seeing myself, like holding a mirror to every single thing that's going on or that's coming up for me at the moment. And you can't run away from it. You're forced to to face it, you know, but then there's like the integration afterwards, right? It's like you go on a trip, you travel, you take a bunch of photos, and then you come home, you know, you kind of, what are you going to do now? You know, you can't just like re- keep reminiscing about the trip. You have to actually like, oh, great. I, I got to see India and, and it really kind of, you know, changed me a little bit and now I'm going to live that way. So I would really recommend that everybody just take a, uh, take a, a handful of mushrooms, shove them in your mouth <laughs> and, and then after you're done with that and you have a, a profound experience go and check out the the course in self-awareness and stuff because this is such a good anchor point um to to like integrate and to come up with a plan to like really start controlling what you think and like how you want to live you know because it's like even even if we're meditating even if we're doing yoga even if we're taking psychedelics even if we're doing all these consciousness expanding things you can get stuck in a trap of just always doing those things and never really getting anywhere you know getting lost in the uh, you know, sacred geometry and the the fireworks display of the of the experience. It, in my opinion, you know, psychedelics are wonderful tools to help unlock. You know, uh, and 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 if you have a lot of like really limiting beliefs and you've been you know have trauma and conditioning in your life that's just so thick, it's like calcified, and you know, you it's a, a good psychedelic experience could be like a sledgehammer to that. And really set you on a new course, but you need some kind of something to do. You need some kind of practice after that, because if you don't, you're just going to get spun out, and you're going to be, you know, foaming at the at the mouth, you know, laying in a gutter somewhere because you're like, <laughs> I mean, maybe not, you know, so much, but it's good to have like a roadmap and a guide to start really taking ownership, taking responsibility, and like you said earlier in the podcast, having the courage to put these things into practice and start being self-aware and creating the kind of reality that you want in a way that's going to require a lot of participation on your part, right? Like it's not, it's not, it's not sit back on the couch and watch a movie. It's like you are the movie, make the movie of your life, so to speak. The the reason that you like psychedelics is because and while why you will swear by them is because it it removes the autopilot and it makes you as self-aware as you can possibly be right you're you're aware of it it heightens your awareness to to things that you don't see during the regular day okay so what what do you do with that awareness right the purpose of life is to serve other people the purpose of our species we are we are all species cooperate, right? They have some level of cooperation, ants and bees, you know how they all cooperate. Human beings are a cooperative species. And we have over the last several decades, simply lost our interest or even lost our ability to cooperate. We're so polarized. 
And because of the internet, now everyone's got their own world. Everyone creates their own little world. We no longer cooperate. And it is the single most important thing we need to do moving forward. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to spiral down a negative path. The only way to reverse this is to learn to cooperate with one another. You can't just have a great experience and say, well, I'm good. Even if you are good, what are you doing to help other people? We talk, we started in the beginning. I was complimenting you. You found a way to channel your generosity, your skill, your knowledge to help these young kids learn to podcast and express themselves. It's changing their lives. Every single one of us has two parts. Number one is to become self-aware and understand, oh, wow, I really am creating all these circumstances. I never really saw that before. Wow, that's really true. I am creating the problem in this relationship. It's not her, it's me. So that's number one is to be self-aware. What do you do with that now? Because, excuse me, you're not just an individual. You're part of an overall society. And you've got two roles. One is you've got to make yourself healthier, but then you've got to make the rest of the world healthier. So every single one of us has an obligation to take what we learn, to take what we know about ourselves, about who we are, about the right character values and principles, and then apply them to always do good for other people. Yeah, this is such a huge lesson, you know, and and obviously we're not going to be able to address it all on the podcast, but, you know, people are going to be able to go and, and check out your stuff, which is so you know, rich and, and, and the depth and breadth of, of the work that you, that you have out there is, is tremendous. And now with the podcast, it's, it's even more, it's like the tentacles are spreading, you know? Um, and yeah, this is, this is something that I've also learned recently too, what you're talking about. It's like, you know, I guess I, I lived a lot of my life sort of just kind of selfish, you know, and, and man, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it something's changed for me recently where i've i've really kind of thought about well i i really am the actions that i take the the thoughts that i have the 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 things that i choose to do the way that the, the tone in which i say things and how i interact with people this all this all matters you know there's 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 people in one's life there's people in my life that sort of, you know, like I look at like my little niece and nephew, I'm like a relatively new uncle, but it's like, I, I, I kind of, I, I want them to look at me and be like really proud of like what I'm doing. You know, I want them to be like, wow, that's my, that's my uncle. That's, you know, and even, you know, like my parents to a certain degree and, and, and my girlfriend, like my relationships, it's like, I'm not just living my life for me. You know, I'm living my life for me to be good and whole and complete and happy and and stuff but there's also this sort of like level of responsibility so i'm trying to kind of like bring it back to you know having having the courage to accept the responsibility and maybe at times also res- like accept the burden of your gift whatever that is to unleash that onto the world because you're going to help people and by helping people you're going to feel better about your life and and you're going to have a better life, you know? And, and, and I, I know that to be true and I know you know that to be true too. And so, you know, I think that what better way for, for, for people to, um, you know, get a hold on that, but then, then, you know, really kind of getting involved with what you're doing, because I think that what you, with what you're doing is it just, it, to me, it just seems like it's, it's accessible. It doesn't seem like, 
it's, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like programs and systems and authors and things. And they're like, oh, you got to do this and that. And, that. and but what you're, what you're talking about really kind of resonates and communicates, uh, to, to me in, in a way that's easily approachable and accessible. Yeah. Well, Alan, yeah. Thanks for being here. I, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think you kind of maybe touched on like, sometimes at the end of the show, I'll ask like, uh, this big question, you know, um, I don't always do this, but I figured since you're here and you, you might have something to say, you might've already touched on it, but I'll say like, okay, say like tomorrow, you know, you're going to be on, CNN and Fox and all the big, you know, TV network, you're going to be blasted out all over the world. They, you know, hold, stop the presses. Uh, Wolf Blitzer wants to interview Alan Gordon. You know, President Trump wants to hear, what does Alan Gordon have to say? How are we going to, what are we going to do? What's the most important thing? You got your you know, five minutes or whatever to get one message out to the entire world. Um, why do you know, What's that? What's that going to be? And like I said, I think you might have touched on it already, but let's 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 hear it. I believe that each of us has two responsibilities. We must first take control of our own thoughts and take control of our own mind and give ourselves an internal compass. And that compass, as the first podcast episode talks about, is cooperation and compassion. We have to first control our own thoughts, control our own words, control our own behaviors then we can start to ask other people to to do that and we can hold other people accountable our politicians our doctors our you know teachers we can hold other professionals accountable but we can't do that if we ourselves are not uh, on the right on the right path and the second thing that each of us has a responsibility to do is to find a way to do the absolute most good in the world i'm a big fan you know if you meditate that's phenomenal but what meditation leads to is it leads to uh, almost a separation from the world where you meditate, you become enlightened and you go into a cave and you levitate yourself for seven years. And that's what they did decades ago. That's what they actually did. I don't agree with that. I think you can gain enlightenment by moving forward in the world. The purpose of enlightenment is to bring it to other people, not, not necessarily to bring your teaching or your, your opinion or your religious persuasion to them, but to bring compassion to other people, to cooperate with other people, to be generous, to care, to help others. Always find a way. You have an obligation to improve yourself, give, put yourself on, an, on, a, on a compass aligned toward good, but then once you have that, now you have to find a way to help others. We, you know, we're, we are the ones. It where will the world be 30 years from now, 100 years from now, 250 years from now? That is decided by our thoughts today and by our the way we operate in our society today. We see where we are today and we can easily trace a path back. I trace a path in one of my uh, podcasts back to the early 1980s. But you can see what this greed and polarization, where it leads. We need to now, right now, more than ever, more, and it's harder than ever to do because the world is coming at us so quickly, but it's hard, but it's, it's more important than ever to take control of your own thoughts, put yourself on the right path, and then learn, let's learn to cooperate and create new systems, new ideas. Let's build our future around much, much more positive ideas that are based on character values and the most positive principles we can have. Excellent. I couldn't agree more. Beautifully said, Alan Gordon. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. Please, uh, you know, tell people where they can go to find you. Uh, you know, the cycle of mind uh, podcast is out. So uh, I will just say about that, it is fantastic. Not just because I was a part of it, but just because of the way that Alan presents uh, the messages in each episode. It's great. It's like these 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 little nuggets of daily. Um, just goodness. You know, it just really feels good to listen to your podcast, Alan, I have to say. So go check out the Cycle of Mind podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave a uh, rating and review. That's going to help the show. And then, and and what we talked about today, you know, uh, spreading this message of mind, the power of mind, the power to control our thoughts. And, and like Alan just beautifully and eloquently ended by saying, you know, the, the positive principles, characters, and values that we want in the world. So if you really do, I know a lot of you that are listening to the show do believe in that because you help me out, you help the show out. And, you know, uh, let's, let's, uh, help Alan get this podcast moving and shaking so more people can be exposed to these wonderful messages. Um, so Alan, yeah, take it away. Tell people where they can go and uh, a little bit about what you're, what you're offering and, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Two things. Number one, listen to the podcast. The podcast is for the whole world. It's for everyone in the public. You don't have to have any special knowledge or skills. You'll start to understand what what the root cause of a lot of people's behavior and a lot of the problems that we see in the world have a root cause. And that root cause, again, always stems from a lack of character or a lack of positive values and principles. And so we've really got to start focusing on character values and principles. So that's the podcast. But as an individual, you may want to expand your self-awareness further. You may, if the, if the concept resonated with you that you're living on autopilot and that, gee, I really didn't think about all these things that I do by habit, and you do want to become more self-aware, this course in self-awareness is really where it'll get you on the right track. I'll teach you some very simple skills to disrupt your old beliefs, start to identify what those old beliefs are, and then one by one, we can replace them with much more positive. Your life will always change always change when you put new thoughts in your mind. And the cycle of mind system is a very structured, systematic way to ensure that those new thoughts uh, become embedded in your in your subconscious. Yeah. And I, I just want to keep going because I just want to listen to you talk. Like you, you have a good voice. You're, you know, like th- this is, this is, in my opinion, like what uh, is like sort of like a difference maker. You know, sometimes you, you hear someone and they're just kind of like, you know, they're, they're talking in a certain tone or they have a certain kind of presentation or, you know, there's a certain kind of way that they're formatting themselves. I dig your, your format. I dig your, your whole, uh, flow, man. It's just, it's just, it's, it's on point. So I can't say enough of like how go, you know, like people, please like the cycle of mind podcast. is just so cool. It's just, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, if it's not awesome, uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What should I do? I'll cut my fingers off. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, cut, I'll, cut my, I'll cut the tongue out of my mouth for, for saying such heinous crimes. But you guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. Um, so, yeah, please go check it out. All the links will be in the show notes and the descriptions. Go to cycleofmind.com. Check out the book, right? Like, let's, you know, Cycle of Mind, Mastering the Rhythm of the Mind's Operation, Unlocking New Doorways to Limitless uh, Potential. It's on available on Kindle, paperback. You can get it. And uh, you can get that on by going to the website. And, uh, yeah, you got social media links and YouTube. Alan's everywhere. 
Alan's Alan's mind manifesting into every medium that uh, that can take him right now that will have him right. It's like everywhere on on online and on your apps and on your social media stuff. So yeah, I can't say it enough. It's just it's just so great. I'm so happy to to have met you and to be working on this project with you because it's just uh, it's just such a exciting and inspiring. Um, message and, and and something that we you know we really need right now and, and people are going to really uh love to to hear and love to enjoy and the podcast is super entertaining and fun so um well right back at you mike you've been uh, a good friend uh since we met a few months ago and have helped me in uh, ways i i just can't even express to you how you've helped me form my thinking and help me help me realize what the what the possibilities and potentials are you've really like you're doing for those high school kids you really opened up uh, opened up opportunities and vistas for me that i really hadn't understood or seen before and i appreciate that yeah and same you know see this is what we're talking about here folks alan and i cooperation and compassion right it's like and and the people that are listening out there you know the same way for whatever universal reason that alan and i hooked up and got to work together that these opportunities are going to be present for all of all of you out there too. I mean, this it's it's such a joy to be working with someone that sort of you know that gets it, that that is interested, that has integrity, that that really wants to make a difference, that wants to change people's lives. And I know that everybody out there listening, the reason why they tune into this show is because they do truly believe in that. So go out there, do something, cooperate, collaborate, and enter the world with compassion and gratitude, and create something cool. And let's help each other build a new reality that's more functional and peaceful and happy and prosperous for everybody. Uh, so we got to wrap. Thank you so much, everybody for listening. Thank you, Alan Gordon for being on here. The cycle of mind podcast is out. Apple podcast, go check it out. All the links in the show notes, cycle of mind.com. Check that out. And, and please, because, um, yeah, if you like what Alan has to say, and I have a feeling that you do, you're going to want to hear more of them. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy it very much. So, yep. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, Peace out. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Hope you guys like these podcasts and enjoy them. And if you do, please spread the podcast, share it. Tell a neighbor, tell a coworker, tell a friend, tell a cat, tell a mouse, tell a dog, tell an ant, tell a firefly, tell whoever you tell. Share it, spread it, like it, all that good stuff. If you if you really love the show, you want to go a step further, you really want to help us out, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts um, and go to patreon.com, patreon slash Mike Brank and um, patreon.com slash Mike Brank. And you can donate as little as a dollar a month, two dollars a month, whatever you want support the show that way as well but remember i love you guys no matter what you do i just love that you tune in and you enjoy these podcasts message me i like hearing feedback get in touch with me on instagram mikeadelic podcast mike brank on facebook as well and um and if you want cbd uh go to hempbombs.com and get 15 percent off all your cbd needs i guess and uh just enter the code Mike15 at checkout. But thank you once again to everybody. Thanks to Danny Barnett and Galaxia for the music, the intro, and the outro. I love you all. Peace. <laughs>